Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is BSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Cap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on BSIN, the Sports Betting Network. of the nightcap the energy still going Sean's kind of down no oh, pelicans let's go baby got it down to eight told you, you ah eleven my bad i missed it ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh you know this is the type of guy that our next guest is i was uh texting back and forth with him today about some draft betting because mm-hmm. you know i've bet a couple things sean just a couple and unsolicited he goes you know if you you want me to come on tonight? I'm free. So I said, well, yeah, we're not going to turn down. One of our favorite guests. You know him. You love him from Pro Football Focus, the PFF forecast. It is Eric Eager. Look at that gentleman. He's all ready to go. He's got his bets fired in. So I, I want to get your thoughts on our discussion that we ended last hour with, which is what are we doing with Kayvon Thibodeau? Because there was all this steam last week that he was going to. He became the betting favorite. Odds on here in, uh, in Las Vegas to go number two. Then we get a shift in the market. Trayvon Walker is now the odds-on favorite to go one. Hutchinson now odds-on to go two. And the rumors about Stingley going three, rumors about Iquanu going four, over-under juiced plus money at four and a half. Is this the time to buy Kayvon Thibodeau to drop here in this first round, Eric? I don't think so because the way that it's playing out, it is you know, fairly solid to still get Thibodeau going at five. If you have, you know, so I guess at four and a half, right, under that is minus 205. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go over that, that might make a lot of sense. Top five right now on DraftKings is minus 600. I think five is the absolute floor for him just because when you look at the Giants, the team in front of the Giants in the in their second pick is Carolina. They don't need a corner. And so I think if if it does go the way that some people believe it's going to go, which is, you know, Walker, Hutchinson, Stingley, and then Iquanu, because they're pro- the Jets want to trade Mekhi Becton, then the, the Giants can go Thibodeau at five because they really don't have a great edge player. They got two, you know, interior guys, Dexter Lawrence and um, uh, the guy from the Jets, Leonard Williams. 
And then, you know, Panthers go tackle, and then you can go Sauce Gardner at seven, which I think is Gardner's absolute floor as well. So I think it, it works out there. So if you want to go over, you know, let's say four and a half, that makes a lot of sense. I, I still think he's going to be a top five pick. Um, but then you all have all this uncertainty. Like the, the rumors out of Houston is that the head coach wants a cornerback and the, the uh, you know, the general manager wants a tackle there. So, you know, that, that would put Thibodeau in play at four for the Jets. So what would you do with Ike Aquano? We had this discussion also. You can find four and a half juice little bit to the under. I think there's as low as minus 125 here in town. Icky Aquano, the NC State tackle, to go under four and a half because I think there's multiple outs. You mentioned Houston. That would make a ton of sense. Uh, there are real rumors that he could go one still uh, yes. with you know with uh, with Doug Peterson reportedly wanting Icky Aquano. And then there was a report from the New York Daily News yesterday that Joe Douglas, if Aquano was there, will not pass on Icky Aquano. So you have three outs with a juice of a, as low as minus 125, would that be worth a play right now on Iki Aquanu under four and a half? Yeah, I, you look, I think the one the one thing that's embedded into all of this discussion is that Walker is not a lock to be the first overall pick. Correct. Right? So, you know, at minus 190, you know, that, those aren't great odds. I mean, if you look at the history of the odds of the first overall pick, like right now we're talking about minus four, you know, if we're talking about like 40 to one or one to 40 by this time. Uh, for guys like Lawrence and Burrow and things like that, you know, so you, like, as you said, you have multiple outs. You have the first overall pick. Um, he's minus 330 to go in the top five. So, you know, you have the first overall pick. You also possibly, so let's say it went Hutchinson one. Let's say all this stuff is steam, right? And it go, you know, fake. And it goes Hutchinson, then it goes Thibodeau, then Aquanu could go three, uh, you know, to, to Houston or four to the Jets. Like, there are a number of different ways that this thing could go. Um, you know, I have an over three and a half ticket on both he and Neil from way back. I figured both, you know, they, they both can't go top three. Um, but, but Aquanu is the one that I'm worried the most about going in the top like three or four, um, for all the reasons you stated. But I think the biggest thing for, for everybody that's listening to any draft content right now is that Trayvon Walker is not a lock to, to go first overall. He's the favorite. He's not a lock. So would you do anything right now as we're talking to Eric Eager with the number one overall pick market? We just showed a graphic. It was uh, from the folks at PointsBet. We have had nine different favorites to go yes. number. This is incredible. I mean, once upon a time, the starting quarterback for South Carolina this upcoming fall <laughs> was the favorite to be the number one pick in this year's draft. It's incredible. Sam Howell. Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Evan Neal. Like, I mean, it's been wild. So right now, uh, you know, Eric, would you do anything with the number one overall pick market? Would you take a flyer on Ike Aquanu? My, my biggest issue is with Walker, Hutchinson, and Aquanu. if you had been kind of buying the dips on all the players, you have a position on all of them already. Right. And in likelihood, you're not getting the best of them. You're not getting the best of the number even with Hutchinson. At 225, Aquano at 450. Um, I guess if you are exposed on Walker and Hutchinson, and you want to hedge, Aquano is probably a good place to go because look, I you know, the real reason Trent Balky is is possibly taking Trayvon Walker is incentive laden. He's considered a bad GM. And if he takes players that everybody else likes and that player pans out, everybody's still gonna think he's a bad GM. If he takes a player that everybody thinks isn't very good and that player becomes a Hall of Fame player, that's the only way Trent Baalke changes the opinions of all of these people. If 
if Doug Peterson believes that and can convince ownership that that's a bad course of action for the Jaguars to take, Iki Iquanu could be the first player taken in, in uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating. I, I can't wait. Hopefully, it's. I was just talking in the production room, and the thought was like, you know, this could be a bloodbath. Just you know, for for us betters, I'm like, I've been telling you this for about a month. I mean, I've got I've got multiple outs. You've got coverage. I, I feel comfortable enough, which is some terrible last words as as I head into draft <laughs> night and I'm pulling out my hair like, what? How did that happen? So, uh, Eric, let me jump to the wide receiver market because. I feel like it's interesting because the odds would indicate that Garrett Wilson isn't a lock, but he continues to be the favorite. However, there's a lot of people who believe, Eric, that Drake London fits schematically what Arthur Smith wants to do in Atlanta. And maybe Jamison Williams at 10, a home run threat, you know, the Jets, if they don't trade for Debo Samuel. So, is there anything you would do right now in the wide receiver market? What what do you think is uh, is ultimately going to happen? I'll, I'll, full disclosure, I do have a Garrett Wilson ticket at plus one fifty. Mm-hmm. I have a smaller mm-hmm. one on Jamison Williams to kind of cover myself at three to one. But now I'm terrified that Drake London goes eight and he's the first wide receiver selected. Yeah, and and there are a couple head to heads which I really like. You know, Garrett Wilson minus one forty head to head with Jamison Williams at plus one ten. Uh, Jamison Williams is minus 140 head-to-head with Drake London at plus 110. Uh, you know, this is where I think you have to just cover yourself with the over-unders, right? So London, I think, you know, with, with, with his draft position prop, I think you just have to sort of use that to your advantage um, here if you do think he's going to go ahead because, and actually, I, has this has been taken off the board? I mean, it was 11 and a half uh, for a while there. I think under 11 and a half covers you a little bit. Uh, on some of your bets with Wilson and and Williams. But it's very much how it was last year, where I know, you know, a lot of teams had, you know, Jalen Waddell as their number one wide receiver on their board. And it just, you know, just so happened that, you know, with Jamar Chase was the number one receiver on the Bengals board, and that's all that mattered, you know? And I think that that's, you know, to your point about, you know, uh, Jamison Williams in London, it's like, you know, this far into the draft, and it's not that far into the draft, but it's far enough, uh, and, and this applies to a lot of other markets as well. Like the further you get into the draft, the less and less likely there's a definitive favorite because teams have styles and styles make fights in some of these bets. When you look at these wide receivers, and Sean, you brought this up with Traylon Burks. I'll be honest, outside of first wide receiver selected, which I did a couple weeks ago, I, I really have a limited feel outside of I believe there will be a minimum six wide receivers selected. Other than that, I don't know yeah. what order they're going to go. I don't know who could sneak in. I mean, I'm kind of hoping Christian Watson sneaks in. I took a a little stab at him under 38 and a half yesterday. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, you know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs>
And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Hey, uh, but you look at Traylon Burks. And here at Circuits 22 and a half, what, what have you been hearing about Traylon Burks? Because I feel like he's a guy that you just haven't heard a ton about as the process has gone on. Sean broke him down. I thought it was really interesting. He says very scheme specific. So when you look at Burks over 22 and a half, do you have a feel on, on where we could see Burks ultimately go? I think it's over. I think it's an over just because, you know, when you look at, so Who's the team that 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 you know it makes sense for him to go in that position? It's the Green Bay Packers, right? Um, maybe the New England Patriots, um, possibly. Um, you know, but the Patriots, I think, will in, like. So there's two teams, neither of whom wants to draft a wide receiver, right? Like the Packers have shown for years that they'd rather uh, draft any other player but wide receiver <laughs> in round one. And and I know that they have that need, but like it's like Javon Walker all the way back to when Sean was playing was the last time that the Packers took a wide receiver in round one. So, you know, that that's like they're going to avoid there. He's not a Kansas City Chiefs-like wide receiver because he's not a great – I mean, he, he's just not their body type and things like that. I could be proven wrong there. And New England's terrible at drafting wide receivers. Uh, they, they touched the stove a couple years ago with Nikhil Harry, and I don't know if they're going to try to do it again. Um, so, you know, that to me, I think he just kind of falls. And, and you know, it, it – Maybe out of round one. I know we did a mock draft on the PFF forecast, and we didn't take him. Uh, and not because I don't think he's like a good receiver. It's just like he just doesn't kind of fit into round one, which is very interesting considering I think I think there are probably teams that have him as the number one wide receiver on their board. Eric, could we hold you for one more segment and let's do it? Get some of your best bets. All right, Great Eric stuff, Eager's Eric. best bets available now at a book near you. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local team, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from local perspective there are city casts in chicago denver detroit la new york philly pittsburgh and dc what will the commanders do at number 11 
Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Alongside 50th overall pick from 1999. Wasn't there another quarterback drafted in 99? Or was that 2000? There's a bunch. I'll say it. Who was, who was, when was Tom Brady? See, six round 2000? I think Tom was 2000. Oh, okay. Or 2001. Yeah, I think it was 2000. I think it was yeah. 2000. But Eric Eager hanging out with us. He was decent. He was okay. Yeah. Still playing. He can get out there swinging. Six round pick. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> Eric Eager, who will be this year's Tom Brady? When, at what point did the draft did we get to that? Who will we uh, be talking about Carson? Tr- Is Bailey Zappi going to be the next Tom Brady? Your thesis. Go, I- Eric. I mean, just to tell you about the uncertainty of the draft, I mean, Sean was a better player than Cade McDown. Oh, God, don't bring up Cade McDown's name. Sean was a better player than Achilles Smith. Yeah, Sean, you I, know, I targeted, Dante Culpepper, I think, I think was a little bit better. I targeted in, those in guys career. in head-to-head. Um, yeah, I felt the same you way. Beat, you beat Dante a few times, you know, despite how good he yeah, was. Yeah, we probably were, we probably were 500 because they were good. They had Randy Moss and Chris Carter. And uh, Robert, uh, what was Robert's last name? Robert Smith, the yeah, running Robert back, Smith. Jake Reed. Yeah those, yeah, those were some good teams. But then but we obliterated Kate. Yeah, we obliterated Kate. <laughs> I made a point of that. I threw up a, I threw up in my mouth a little on draft day when the Chicago <laughs> we, Bears at 13 can selected we get, Kate. Can I, we get the opening segment yeah. of the show clipped out? By the way, Eric, you I missed it. I threw up in my mouth. I, and it's not a surprise because anyone, and I'm sure you've done this with people you've worked with over at PFF or have come across, people who have dropped a little unexpectedly in a draft, they can name you. Every player of their position that went ahead of them, uh, who who that team selected that they thought was going to pick you know, San Francisco, yeah, facts. and you named the like top eight yeah, like that. Like, I mean, boom. I, I I think we under I, I think folks like me and 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 you, you know, to, that have I played in college like that's like not even close to playing in the NFL. Like I think I think we underestimate how much competitiveness and how much drive it takes to be as good as Sean was. And so like, there's, there's like a, there in like, it's the same way too. Like my boss, Chris Collinsworth, I remember one time and he's the nicest guy in the world, like the nicest guy in the world. I remember I brought up something about a game that he played and like the, he got this like twinkle in his eyes and he was just like, no, no, that's not how it went. I burned that guy and my quarterback overthrew me and forget him. And like, so I, it surprises me not in the slightest that Sean remembers every quarterback that was taken ahead of him. You know, I want to get your opinion on something. And I wish there was a way that I could benefit financially from this opinion. But I'm telling you guys, Sam Howell is the best quarterback in this draft. And sometime next year or the following year, people are going to look back and, well, how in the world did they take three, four other guys in front of Sam Howell? What's your opinion on the UNC quarterback? I took him in, so I did a, a mock draft with um, my Chiefs podcast. I took him at twenty. Uh, I took I took him Pittsburgh because uh, Willis and and Pickett were gone. Um, if you just look at like, so we do some modeling where you you add an expected draft position. If you take out expected draft position, uh, I think as far as like his resume of work is probably as good as anybody's in this class. I, I think the issues that you have to deal with are. You know, he's he's too quick to run sometimes. He's a very good athlete, runs really well. He's too quick to run, uh, hang on to the pocket a little bit longer. Um, but, you know, when they lost uh, Diami Brown, they lost the two running backs last year, it really hurt him. Uh, and I think people, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, underestimate how good he is because of his supporting cast was so poor last year. We're talking to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. If you think 
people think similarly to you. Sam Howell to be, I think, over under 45 and a half. I don't trust them to do the right thing. You have, you have some trust issues. Oh, absolutely. Have you watched the draft for the last decade? <laughs> I have. It's one on. of my, it's my favorite sporting like, event on the calendar. There's nothing that could come out of the commissioner's mouth with the first pick that would surprise me. All right, let's uh, let's get, Eric, uh, some of your favorite plays. And as as we all know, right, we're a gambling network. Yeah, we you, want to cash some you tickets. Ha- you have a you have a <laughs> podcast uh, at PFF Forecast, you, you and George Shahuri. You know, we've been talking draft forever. A lot of these bets have have moved, right? So we know we live in the now. I did give out a bet last segment or two segments ago. Uh, Tyler Smith under the tackle out of Tulsa, 32 and a half. I like that one. Uh, everyone uh, you read out there says he's probably going first round. So I, as of today, would still endorse that play. There are a couple others, but the floor is yours. Right now, what would you still recommend out there? Yeah, as you said, it, it's so hard. You know, I, like, gave out one on TikTok, and it moved 50 cents today. It's <laughs> like, I, I have, you know, so, like, the one I gave out with Derek Stingley 2-1 to one to be a top-five pick, it's mm-hmm. now 3-2. to two. You know, that I, I still think if you think Stingley's going to go 3 uh, to the Houston Texans, that's a pretty good pick. One advice I'll give you guys, and we, we were talking about the first overall pick, I think the people who are in trouble with the first overall pick are the ones that chase the favorite too late, right? Most people, if you got Hutchinson when he was 2-1 to one, and Aquanu when he was 5-1 to one, and, and Walker when he was whatever, 2-1 to one, like a week ago, you're doing fine. You're not going to lose that many units. If you're chasing Walker now at minus 190, that's where you get in trouble, right? So right now, it's kind of where I want to look at plus money stuff. So uh, Derek Stingley plus 150 uh, to be taken top five uh, still seems like a good prop. This one's available on DraftKings. Quay Walker, second linebacker taken, is plus 150. Um, Nicobe Dean's the favorite, minus 175. Uh, to be the first linebacker taken is five to one. A lot of that, as is, is, is we know, we got it 15 to one, 10 to one, things like that. A little bit of that, that value is taken away, but second linebacker taken, I, I think he goes ahead of Nakobe Dean, yeah. um, uh, and, and so you're getting a plus price prop there. Um, as far as cornerback, um, you know, again, you have the Stingley at plus 135, but the better way to bet that is just that he goes in the top five because uh, you have some outs there. Um, you know, here's a couple that might not cash uh, until the next day. I like Kenneth Walker plus 225 to be the first running back taken. Um, and then the, the last one, and this will not cash day one. I like, as far as first tight end taken, I like Greg Dulcich from UCLA at seven to two uh, to be the first tight end taken. Trey McBride, minus 450. This is exactly like last year, in my opinion, with the safety market where you had a huge favorite, even though the position wasn't even a favorite to be taken in round one. So the, the problem with that is, the further away you get from the first overall pick, the more and more the heterogeneity of everybody's boards matters, right? And so not only do you need a tight end to be taken, but you need a tight, you need everybody to agree that Trey McBride's the best guy. And I think the probability of that is really low. So if you can capitalize on that with a th- plus 350 bet with Dulcich, uh, the tight end for the UCLA Bruins, uh, I like that a lot. All right, there you go. Some uh, Some longer shots, I like that. Some plus money, and there are, you know, There are a lot of opportunities, plus money. Uh, I I mentioned this. I'll bring this up to you. Uh, Curious your thoughts. Uh, I took a little flyer because I think you do got to keep things a little creative if you want to make some plus money like you just mentioned. So, like I said earlier, we talked about uh, Iki Aquanu. He could go one. 
He mm-hmm. could go three. I do have him at one at plus 650. That was way back when. I uh, don't have him anything at three. Thinking about playing under four and a half, but let me bring this up to you. Caesars still has Iki Aquano at eight to one to be the fourth overall selection. So implied probability, that's 11%. Is eight to one worth a flyer on Iki Aquano going number four to the Jets? Or as I like to say often, are we getting too cute here? Well, it, it just depends. I mean, if I, I wouldn't put like a unit on no, it, but maybe no, no, half no. a unit or something like that, like that's certainly worth it. Um, those are the kind of shots you want to take, right? Like uh, right now, because everything, everything that you and I know, and everything that we're talking about on this pod or on the show, is is minus two hundred at this point, right? right. So you're you're already betting in. So if, if you want to make some more money on draft day, yeah, these exactas make a lot of sense, and I think Aquanu at four. Um, with the reports that they're going to trade Mackay Becton uh, and Iquanu being the, like, that's another, that's literally just another way to bet Iquanu, what is he now, minus 200 to be the first offensive lineman taken. That's just a better way to bet that bet. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, And then, uh, and final thought, uh, anything on the cornerback market? We know the first two are going, uh, I bet under Trent McDuffie yesterday, 17 and a half. Uh, Do you think Andrew Booth drops uh, we got about 45 seconds. You know, Kyler Gordon, is he a guy that may sneaks into the first round? Anything on the cornerback market? Yeah, speaking of plus price props, you do have, if you go over four and a half corners, mm. um, that will get you a plus money price. It's plus 120. That, that number has basically been the same for a long time. Um, look, I don't necessarily, I don't. I haven't bet it, but that is one, uh, another way to bet the Booths, the Kahir Elams uh, of the world. Um, the, the Kyler Gordons is to just bet over four and a half corners at plus 120. He is Eric Eager. We love him on Great this show, stuff, Eric, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on. This is, oh man, it's like a little emotional. It's like the last time we're going to talk till next football season. E. Yeah, I mean, look, good luck, good luck to everybody on Thursday night. It should be fun. There he is. Pro Football Focuses. Eric Eager. Check out the podcast as well. PFF Forecast. It's the Nightcap here on DC. VEASAN betting experts have put together everything you need to bet on the draft this week. The VEASAN NFL Draft Betting Guide has mock drafts, analysis for every NFL team, odds, and best bets for the first round. Get the VEASAN NFL Draft Betting Guide today for only 10 bucks. Go to VEASAN.com slash draft. Once again, reminder, if you're coming to Vegas, maybe you're staying here at the Circa or you're at the South Point, you got VEASAN on your room, Make sure you put in your draft bets if you're going to indulge in the draft and betting on it by tomorrow afternoon, 24 hours before the first pick here in the state of Nevada. So if you're up in Reno, you get cut off. So just know other states, different rules. Uh, New Jersey, I think you can bet during the draft. Uh, I think Colorado's an hour. So just know your rules. There are states out there. I think New York, Virginia, a handful of states that you can't bet on the draft, which is a shame. Yeah, I think I've waited this long. Gonna hold out? Yeah, I'm gonna just sweat with you. <laughs> I'll give you the list. <laughs> It'll be like uh, when you go to a Duke game and they give you the chance. You, I'll give you the list of yeah, all. Yeah, have me a spreadsheet tomorrow. I man. will. I'll, I will. I will hand you the spreadsheet on Thursday. I'm fired up tomorrow though. Playing in an NFL alumni event at Costa. Really? Yeah, man. How's your game? Oh, my game is a tight. Yeah. Tiger King. Who's gonna be there? I don't know. All right, because none of them have been on our show, so. I don't know who's gonna be there. I really don't. So is what you do? Be like, yeah, well, they'd be like, hey, it's uh, it's Tim Brown. Oh, Tim, good to see you. What? 
What are you doing tonight? I don't know. You want to call into our radio show? First of all, it's a television show. That's why we have the cameras there. That's well, why they could call in. You want to like call in? Us. Want to call yeah. into our TV show? Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah, because sure. it's a TV show. You can catch it on Fubo. You, you can catch it on YouTube TV. You want to come by our studio? You can watch the Visa app. Maybe maybe they're going to Barry's tomorrow. Like yeah. I said, I don't know who's gonna be there. I'll find out when I get there tomorrow. You know who's gonna be in town? A lot of people in town. Yeah. You know Dan Orlovsky? You play with him at all? Yeah, I was in Detroit with Dan. He's here. Gotta get a lot of those people. A lot of those people working tomorrow night, ESPN. I think Mike Golick Jr. might stop by tomorrow night. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, we talked to his pops on Sunday. Yeah, man. Good I don't job. know Junior, but Senior's my guy. Yeah, you, you guys. I was I had left I had left ESPN when Junior got there. Yeah, he's he's young. He's younger than me. Yeah. He was on the 2012 team that went Notre Dame team that went to the national championship. Yeah, me and the dad are cool though. Yeah, I, I mean, that was a that was a fun conversation we had with Mike Golick, uh, senior, and he agreed about Karloftis. Now, let me ask you about this, George Karloff. By the way, real quickly, sorry, I, I'm all over the place. Uh, 104.95. What was the end game price? You had you just said 12 and a half. 12 and a half is plus 113. Yeah, under, What's the score? Uh, 104.95. It's over? No, no, no. Oh, uh, we got. Uh, Three minutes to go. Final oh, four minutes. Yeah. So in game right now is nine and a half. So Sean, you're gonna you're gonna hate yourself. Nah, mad. Not at all. Could have got your money back. Said nine, three minutes left. Like I'm thinking big picture. I'm thinking macro here. I need the Pelicans By the way, to win the game outright. What happened? Hoopstradamus, Chris Paul <laughs> over twenty and a half. Oh yeah. That was easy. Twenty two points right yeah. now. I am I immediately looked on my app. I couldn't find it. The game started. I was like, all right, well, we'll just cheer for it. Hopefully, maybe someone out there said, but Sean King had some good rationale. I'm gonna go over I, if you listen to the show, I don't know why you won't just bet everything that I say. I mean. Maybe maybe not Charles Cross under because it's. But that's a cigar bet. That's not like a, me telling somebody to go bet. Like Chris Paul over 20 and a half. We do have. Uh, so Sean doesn't have any money, but he has three cigar bets. Yeah. Full disclosure, I have not bet anything on the draft. I know. Like I, I thought I would get you to do. I one. am in complete denial no, about you have, you all have, of the information. You have, one. you have one bet. Oh yeah, like they bamboozled <laughs> me. Like I think I in October, I and we put anything. like a Malik Willis will be number one pick in the draft ticket in. Of course, that has a. a I'm with you right zero there. Zero chance of coming uh, to fruition. None, no chance. So uh, I give my opinion based on my evaluations and. You know, based on team needs, I thought what they would... did in free agency. Uh, but I just, I, I've followed the draft. I've co- I covered the draft for eight years in a row. So I was there. I just, I've seen these teams consistently do the wrong thing. But I thought you, after the information that you gave out on this show, which was great information, moved the line on yeah. Sauce Gardner. I thought you'd get, get in on Sauce Gardner. I started to. I thought you would. Yeah, I started to. So we have three. I'm gonna live vicariously through you uh, Thursday. We have three cigar bets. One from way back. I'm gonna win that one. When I got, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm telling you. All right, you want to bet more? Nope. I'm comfortable where I'm at. Uh, we bet after. I think I got you at a vulnerable spot because <laughs> you bet Liberty against Syracuse. They lost. You're like, he's no way he's going in the first round. I was like, I'll take that bet. So I have Malik Willis to be a first round pick. Uh, as a cigar bet. Good I'm going to win that one. Good closing line value. Yeah, I'm going to win that one. You can keep saying that. You're not. All right. I have Desmond Ritter to be a first-round pick. I'm going to win that one. And I also have under eight and a half for Charles Cross. I'm going to win that one. Okay. So you're going to lose all three. I'm going to win all three of those bets. 
All right, well, make it no, double, no, double or nothing. No, I don't have to get greedy. Do you think? Do it's you a think slow grind for me now. Hold on. Do you think Sean, folks, should double down? He's so confident <laughs> that he's going to go three and zero. Oh. Uh, peer pressure, huh? Double or nothing. Yeah, peer pressure. Come on. No, I'm good. Slow grind. I have Chicken. the lead now. Chicken. I don't have to run down the hill. I can walk down the hill. We're going to get the dinner. We're going to eat at the same time. I mean, you're going to smoke some really good black and mild. By the way, shout out to my guy Jared Smith from Pickwise. He came on. He showed up. He brought me cigars. Arto Fuentes, too. Ooh. So, yeah, some high-end good stuff. I really appreciate my guy Jay Smeezy, man. Very nice. Yeah. Aaron, uh, Aaron's come here every day for six months. I haven't brought me one stick yet. Brought him anything? He doesn't smoke cigars. You can bring him other things. Boy, he can what, some a video game, and we can barely get out the house. I invite him out. He'll never come. You know, you want a lot of things. I've never seen you give out anything. Oh, I give out this great advice every day, baby. <laughs> I think I just lost the co-host. If you want to co-host a nightcap, hit my DMs up. I'll take all submissions. <laughs> That was the worst. That was the worst ever. You walk right into that, though. I give out this great advice, baby. I I didn't live down the Hawaii <laughs> thing for months. I, then I give you this grand gesture. You're not even grateful for it. Oh, man. You know, it's... It's, just, it's great for our listeners, though, you're and our impossible. viewers. You're yeah. impossible. A lot of people come up to me and say, we really keep them entertained. We really do. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. What happens with the quarterback? What do you think? I know what you right, what right. your grades are. You have Sam Howell. From one. a gambling perspective, I would take over two and a half because historically teams reach for that position. And I could see panic start to set in, seep in. You know, but you think over time teams will get wiser. You know, they'd be smarter. You know, they make better decisions, but not necessarily what happens. So I take the over two and a half. Again, let me reiterate, Sam Howell's the best quarterback in this draft. If I was sitting, if I was the GM in Carolina, we had the sixth pick, no second, no third round pick, I'd be comfortable taking Sam Howell at six. In a perfect world, I'd like to trade down and maybe add a second round pick and still take Sam Howell with our first selection. But if we couldn't move it and my job was going to be on the line, this is how high I think of Sam Howell, I'd be comfortable taking Sam Howell at six. That's crazy. Huh? You could trade down to 27. I said we'd love to trade down, but if we couldn't. I think the Panthers might be the most. I, I know the Giants reportedly want to trade out a seven. Panthers want to trade out a six. Yeah, everybody's trying to move. Well, that's the thing. Everyone's trying to move. And, 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 and you, it, it takes two to tango. Right. And the team that's moving up, Tim, who are they moving up to get? Exactly. Who's so valuable at six? that somebody is going to not just swap first-rounders, but give up a second-rounder because, you know, the, the arithmetic, the mathematics attached to what it costs to get up to pick six. I mean, they're going to have to give something significant, you know, outside of just swapping first-round picks. So who is that player that we've targeted that we want so much that we give up what's relatively another top 50 pick along with swapping first-rounders. So that's where that's why I make the, the statement and put the context on the Carolina deal if there's a trade available. But the, what I'm curious about is, is Carolina not panicked to get a quarterback, panicked to get more picks? So 
So are they going to say, once Carolina's on the clock, where's the, why is the phone not ringing? Are they calling other You people? know the best thing that can happen to the Panthers is Stingley or Sauce Gardner are sitting there at six. Agreed. That would be the type of player that someone would want to trade up and get. Seattle could do it. I could see Minnesota. But if you're trying to draft Sam Howell, moving to nine don't really accomplish a lot. Where is, does Seattle have a second-round pick? Uh, I believe yeah, they Yeah, from Denver. They have Denver's. Yeah. So let me, let me give you this scenario. We're about to hit a break. If you're Kansas City sitting at 30 and – what are they, 30 and 29? Yeah, you sit tight. Or, you let it come to you. Or – how would Jamison Williams look in that offense? Yeah, but you still sit tight. But if you could get, arguably, an elite pass catcher. Yeah, you sit tight. Because you're going to get two guys. Anyone as good as Jamison Williams? The nightcap will wrap things up on the other side. Slow and steady wins stacks of cash. Join the Old Forester Turtle Derby Challenge and compete free for your share of five grand. Enter the free-to-play pool and make your Turtle Derby predictions for a shot at your share of the cash. Head to DraftKings.com slash Old Forester to get in on the action. Old Forester never gets old. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink. Responsible. Wrapping things up, that gentleman right there, better than Cade McNown, but drafted behind. 50th overall pick in 1999. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Um, wrapping things up here on the show, and the Phoenix Suns have taken a 3-2 series lead. They beat the New Orleans Pelicans tonight, 112-97. They also cover the second half number as well. So tonight, Favorites, Sean, go 1-2 and two ATS, but 3-0 and oh straight up. Unders go... Unders go 3 and... Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. 
John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, bro. <laughs> tonight. Miami eliminating Atlanta, so they will move on to get the winner of the Philadelphia and Toronto series, which will hit the floor again Tomorrow night. I think we're going to have three game sevens in the first round. I think Minnesota Memphis is going to seven. Okay. Philly. Ooh. You think and Minnesota, Toronto? After they just got their hearts ripped out, now they go back to Memphis and they're going to win? No, they're going to Minnesota. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so they got to go. They get to go home. Okay, you're right. Okay. Hopefully, they can keep all this, the fans in the stands. Um, <laughs> but then the third one is, is I think New Orleans wins game six in New Orleans. So I think Pelicans, Suns. T-Wolves, Grizzlies, and Sixers-Raptors all go to seven games. I wouldn't be opposed to that. And a lot of people who took Toronto to win that series, uh, they are a home dog tomorrow north of the border. I'm definitely taking Toronto in the first quarter and in the first half. Uh, First quarter line is Toronto plus a half, so you just need them to win a quarter or Mm -hmm. be tied. And then first half line is same. I'm taking Toronto first quarter, first half. All right. I want to make a uh, – I, w- I want to do this in the last segment. Okay. I think this is important. Context when it comes to drafting. Mm-hmm. The most talented player in this draft from a projection standpoint is Trayvon Walker, without question. Mm-hmm. The best player in this draft based on measurables and production in college is Sauce Gardner. So – don't overthink it. Like, it just goes back to we had one of our guests on earlier who was talking about the actual numbers. So, Georgia, if you're going by production, then they shouldn't have a, anybody on defense drafted in the first round. Because Robert Beal led the team with six and a half sacks. Trayvon Walker was second with six, but he was tied with N'Kobe Dean. Adam Anderson had five. Shannon Tindall had five and a half. Nobody on Georgia's defense ranked in the top 221 players in total tackles. Like, Lewis Seen led Georgia in tackles at 73. That would put place him 221st in the NCAA, and he was number one. Devontae Wyatt had two and a half sacks. People have him going to the Bucks. Like, you just have to have context if you're going to base it strictly on statistics in this kind of scenario. How about this for what Kirby Smart did at Georgia? 2020, they had seven Bulldogs drafted. 2021, they had eight. Most schools, if you put 15 guys off of two teams in the pros, it's a complete rebuild. He had his best team ever. They have 14 guys who are most likely getting their name call between Saturday and late Saturday. I mean, between Thursday and Saturday this weekend. So when my point is when you have a team that's that talented, no individual is going to produce at a level of a team that maybe doesn't have – that kind of talent. So everything that you're doing is to facilitate the situation that benefits your best player. 
Well, all those guys are, are pros at Georgia. And so if I was talking to Trent Baalke, I'd say don't overthink this. I mean, we have a tremendous young defender in Josh Allen. If you match him up with Trayvon Walker, I mean, we cooking with fish grease on defense. Like, okay, we're a problem. Like, we're versatile. We're athletic. We're long. That's what you want to be. The number two pick, Detroit. Because I think you make a mistake sometimes and you're afraid to Jeff follow that mistake up. Jeff Okuda, I know he's been injured, but even when he's been healthy, he hasn't looked like a deserving top ten pick. Third overall pick in Don't let that push you away from taking Sauce Gardner. He's the real deal. You know, I just – I hope they don't mess it up. I mean, these kind of guys don't come along often. All right. Quick exercise. We did this a couple weeks ago. You gave your top ten how you would play it. I gave my top ten. Yep. How I've been hearing. You're going to be more right than me. No. Right now, quickly, you've given your top two. Give me just a quick top five. All well, right? If I was Number selecting, one, I'd take Jacksonville. Trayvon Walker one. I'd take Detroit. Sauce Gardner two. Houston. I'd take Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Jets. I'm sticking with what I said earlier because I think he's a phenomenal Devin football Lloyd. player. I take Devin Lloyd. I take that back. If Makai Beckham's not going to beat, I'm going Ikea Kwanu. And then number five, the Giants. Avon? No, I think Jermaine Johnson's better. Right. I think he's a three-down player. I go Jermaine Johnson. Because I like Aziz Alagieri a whole lot, the end from Georgia that mm-hmm. they got last year who led the Giants in sacks. All right. My prediction right now, as the wind blows, I think it's Trayvon Walker, one, Aiden Hutchinson, two, Derek Stingley, three. I think it's Ikki Aquanu four. I think it's K. I think it's Kayvon Thibodeau five. Let me ask you something. What's the odds That's right now cut. for Derek Stingley to go three to the Texans? Uh, it is. Do we have that number? I got it early at plus four fifty. I think it's down to like two fifty or three hundred. Uh, I think it's plus three fifty. And then what's Ikki? Two seventy five. Oh wow, it's down to plus two. And then what's Ikki Aquanu? So to go four to uh, the Jets at Caesars here in Las Vegas, you could still get it at eight to one at um, DraftKings. Ikki Aquanu to right, go. I'm going to make my 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 my. Plus I'm going to follow my co-host, <laughs> and I'm going to make my only two draft bets. All right, I'm going to give Aaron some money, and I want Aaron to bet. Aquanu to be the fourth pick to the Jets and Stingley to be the third pick to the Texans. Okay. And I don't know if I won or lost right there at the beginning. I don't have to sit around <laughs> and, and worry about, you know, the rest of the picks. You don't have to worry about Tyler Smith yep. if he needs to go first round. Uh, that was my most recent bet. Uh, Tyler Smith, the tackle out of Tulsa. I think he goes first round. So you can get under 32 and a half. That was my newest uh, addition to uh, to the portfolio, so to speak, uh, and uh, to add it to the many. Uh, I do think Quay Walker, he goes first round too, the uh, linebacker out of Georgia. A lot of steam there. And uh, a good, interesting bet. Uh, if you have access to DraftKings, Eric Eager said some good money, plus money on Quay Walker to be the second linebacker selected. Devin Lloyd, heavy favorite to be the first. I think there's a chance. Devin Lloyd's a baller. I think there's a chance that Quay Walker goes as the first linebacker. Not likely, but there's a chance. But I do think he's the second line. I think N'Kobe Dean, everything you read, he is dropping a little bit. So uh, I would look uh, 
Quay Walker, a lot of movement today, though, on Quay Walker, almost down seven or eight draft spots there. So, uh, once again, uh, it's been a lot of fun breaking down the draft. We're still going to do it tomorrow, but those of you in Las Vegas or in Nevada can't bet it once we hit the airwaves tomorrow. Yep. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, well. I will have my spreadsheet ready for Sean, uh, Sean to go. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what new rumors come out tomorrow. We could hear about Iki Aquanu. That has not been ruled out. Iki Aquanu going one has not been ruled out. Yeah, I take back. I'm, I'm going to keep my money in my pocket, Aaron. I'm not, I'm not making those bets. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep yeah, I'm just, I'm a chill. I'm a chill. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You tried. You did a I good didn't job. Try. I didn't try. No, you just, tried because when we started this journey, you said the draft. And I learned some things during this journey to what's going to be the first round Thursday that I will implement next year. But I think I've missed my opportunities on my strong opinions this year. So I don't want to wait till now and kind of be chasing not just the right bet, but, you know, bets that fit into how I like to wager. Very responsible for the guy who bets three-leg hockey puck line parlays. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, they're not favorites. You know, I'm putting reverse puck lines in there and underdogs. So, you know, when I hit, I mean, it's, it's Gucci. Also bet the Knights. I did, but Ugh. what did I learn from that? They're in the red tape. Never again. We will see. Never right. again. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, we should have a big show. Evan Silva should be joining us tomorrow. Uh, also, Mike Golick Jr. Maybe we'll find out how uh, Sean golfed too. Cascada, here I come, baby. Thanks to Sam Munson. Thanks to Jared Smith. Thanks to Eric Eager. Thanks to Aaron Oster. Everyone behind the scenes, as always, Scott Seidenberg. Coming up next, right here on Visa. Next, right here on Visa. Next, right here on Visa. Next, right here. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 